It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. On today's show, we're going to be looking at Anthony Edwards' 2020 draft prospect, looking into his weaknesses, his strengths, and where he fits in the NBA. It's all coming up. Michael Bolton, he is ready. Let's get to it. it. Let's get to it indeed. You are locked on fantasy basketball. Your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. And today's episode of Locked On Fantasy Basketball is also brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar you can find. Use the code Locked On for $10 off your first order. Today, another in the 2020 NBA Draft Scouting process, scouting files. We've done three players so far, Killian Hayes, Obi Toppin, and LaMelo Ball. And now we're doing another guard, and that is Anthony Edwards out of Georgia, a player that has been mocked in certain areas as a number one pick outside the top five in others, had a up and down season for Georgia. I think that would be fair to say so. We're going to go in and have a look at what he does well, what he doesn't do well, how that can translate to the NBA, fantasy-wise what it means, his potential fit on teams in the top 10, top 12 of the NBA uh, standings at the moment, or bottom 10 or 12 of the NBA standings. I think you get what I mean there. So let's take a look and talk just about the basics here of Anthony Edwards. Who is he? Well, he is a shooting guard, a freshman shooting guard out of Georgia, six foot five. He's built like a tank, like big arms, big shoulders, big chest, big torso. He looks strong. He looks like that typical bulldozer. He's not like a Lou Williams type of a guard or a Landry Shamit. He is an absolute bulldozer. Watching him, it gives me a sort of a, a Mitch Richmond sort of a vibe of that sort of real strong, strong guard who can bully his way and overpower these guys, which he did to a degree in college. Now, he's still young, only a freshman, 19 as of the 
supposed draft day, which we're probably not going to be the draft day there. Uh, August birthday, so he'll be 19 by the uh, by the time the season starts. You could see him going anywhere from the number one pick all the way down to the number 10 pick. I think that's a fair range for Edwards. And in this draft, talk about now I can come out and someone you know, criticized me on the Lamelo Ball video where I said I think he can be the number one pick. That's not the number one pick in other drafts. It's not Luka Doncic. It's not uh, Zion Williamson. It's not Anthony Davis. It's not any of those guys. Like I wouldn't have Lamelo ahead of Luka or Ja or Zion or Triple J or Trey Young, or any of those guys. Like, he is way down the list. This draft is a weird one. There's no player that you mortgage your future at this point, and it could turn out that they become really good. But there's so many flaws with these prospects that it's a real sort of shit show at the top there where there's you know, four or five candidates who are top five-ish players, but not top two or top three type of a guys. And I think Edwards sort of fits into that, uh, into that area as well. I want to bring up... Um, some highlights of him here on the screen. As I said, six foot five guard, young player, played 33 minutes a night, and you'll see yeah, that's a, a nice passing clip from there. But nearly all of his highlights, well, all of his highlights are uh, a scoring highlights, and that's what he is. He's a scorer. He's not a shooter, as the shooting numbers would tell you: 29% from three, 40% from the field, 52% true shooting. Uh, average 19 points per game in 33 minutes, under three assists. That's pretty rough. He did average. 5.2 rebounds, which isn't a bad number. 1.3 steals, which is okay without being spectacular in his 33 minutes. Um, he took a lot of threes, so that's encouraging. Three-point attempt rate and free throw shooting is often more important than actual three-pointers made or three-point percentage. So 7.7 three-point attempts per game, 77% from the line. All those things project to a tankathon projected three-point percentage of 37%. That is obviously miles and miles ahead of the 29% that he shot at Georgia. And you'll see some of the shooting here, some step backs, some coming off screen three-pointers, some off the dribble threes as well. He can, he can hit them and they look okay. His shooting form is strong. It's not LaMelo Ball. And while they have similar three-point percentages, I think Edwards has a better chance of developing into a legit Solid NBA three-point shooter. There's some similarities, I think, with him and Bradley Beal coming out of college. Now, Beal, we look at as his great shooter, but he's never been like a 40 41% three-point shooter. Beal is more of a volume guy. And Edwards is, and you can see how big he is in these clips, he's more of a scorer than a shooter. But he can, and part of the risk I have with him when looking at his prospects is the fact that he just blows by these guys, overpowers people, and gets to the rim. Will he be able to do that in the NBA? I'm not sure. A nice little step back three there. Uh, that, that's good to see those sort of things. But that's not it's not what he's always doing. Some of it is just actual strength and actual explosion. And some of the highlights, they look good. But they don't always translate into great winning. He is a, an above-average rebounder for his position. Now, he's never going to be a facilitator at this point. I think we're a long way away from that ever developing. He's not a horrendous passer. He just doesn't do it that often. Now, some of that might be the team that he's playing on, on this Georgia squad, that he wasn't able to... Um, he just didn't have other perimeter players around him for him to set up. That's an interesting, yeah, tough shot being made there. So he didn't do much passing, but it is a very low assist rate. Um, and the usage is you know, decently high. It's not outrageous, 30%. It's an okay usage. The three-point attempt rate is interesting, but the shooting numbers are all rough. The uh, box plus minus stuff is not great. Defensively, I think that he's going to be better than what we saw in college. He's got the strength. He's a pretty strong on-ball defender. The steal and block rates are, are fairly, uh, fairly solid. 
But it's not like he's necessarily going to be this awesome, dominating defender straight out. But I think he's a guy that you can put on a perimeter player and have a decent degree of confidence in him doing at least a passable job, which for a rookie, I think is it's a big tick in his favor. Something else that it's a big tick, I give a big tick to Built Bars, the best tasting protein bar ever. Grab these bars. They don't taste like a protein bar, which normally tastes like ash mixed with sawdust, mixed with cement. Built Bar tastes like a candy. It tastes like a chocolate bar. It's covered in 100% real chocolate. They have 16 different flavors, eight chocolate flavors and eight or eight chocolate nut flavors and eight nut-free flavors. Very soft, easy to chew, absolutely delicious. Orange flavor, mint flavor, peanut butter flavor. Look at the peanut butter brownie. 20 grams of protein, only 170 calories. I saw a competitor bar that was 335 calories for 20 grams of protein. That is a ridiculous difference. Only three grams of sugar in that peanut butter brownie bar. Built Bar are the bars that you want to get that high protein, makes you feel fuller for longer without loading up on the calories. So you can, hey, try to trim down after all this quarantine time that we've been stuck at home. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar that you will be able to find. If you go to builtbar.com and use the promo code locked on, you'll get 10 bucks off your first order. So that's builtbar.com. Use that promo code locked on and get yourself $10 off. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Right, so look, with Edwards, I have a number of concerns with him. He's not a player that I would necessarily look at and love. A guy that scored and scored pretty well in college, averaging, what did he average, 19 points per game, five rebounds, under three assists. But the three-point volume is encouraging. The free throw percentage is strong. He rebounded pretty well, and I thought he defended pretty well. We, he, we're never going to confuse him for a perennial all-NBA player, I don't believe. I could be very wrong about him, though. And he's one of those ones that I'm unsure. I look at him and go, I don't think I should like this player. Because what else is he doing outside of scoring? And even then, not even doing that efficiently at a college level is a bit of a warning sign to me. But I see some things with him. I think he can be an okay defender. I think he can fit in in a team construct. He's not going to be the player that he was at Georgia, where everything has to run through him, causing this bad efficiency. He seems like a great kid from everything that I've read about him and seen with him. Really be able to understand his role, understand his position on a team, and adjust to that. I think he could become a better distributor than what he has been so far. And that's only going to be a positive for his future value. And I think the shooting is going to improve as well. Now, strictly based off his numbers coming out of college, his fantasy value looks rough. I talked about guys like Toppin, who was like a top 120 translate. You talk about someone like Killian Hayes, who was top 70, and Mallow, who was top 130. Edwards doesn't translate as a top 250 player. Low assists, low rebounds, Low three-pointers made, 
uh, low field goal percentage, below average free throw percentage. Scoring numbers aren't going to be as high in the NBA. He's not going to be given the keys to run an offense. So you think that the numbers will you know, might actually be something like even an RJ Barrett this season. Like not good from a fantasy point of view. But I have some faith in him that he can develop into maybe an 18-point-per-game scorer. Maybe. I think the most likely outcome for Edwards throughout his NBA career is a strong bench scorer type of a player. Can he be better than that? Probably. Possibly. Possibly. I think he can possibly be better than that. He can be a guy that comes out and develops into a good volume scorer, a strong three-point shooter, and then adds some defense and adds some passing. Could he top out as Bradley Beal? I think that's asking a lot. Beal has more creativity with the ball in his hands, uh, much better shooting profile as well. But where does it... it It's a conundrum. Like I don't know fully what what to make of him because the numbers aren't particularly good. They're not very good at all. And especially that three-point shooting. Does he, you know, could he turn into Jimmy Butler? Maybe. Good defense. Butler's passing's on another level, but it wasn't when he came into the NBA. Not a good three-point shooter. Jimmy isn't. But strong. Gets to the gets to the rim a lot. And I think you could see that with Edwards. I, I think there's a possibility in that. But I'm not I'm not sold on it. At this point, I would have him ahead of Toppen. I would have him behind both Ball and Hayes out of the four that I've done. So out of the four guys I really dug in-depth into, I have him third. Where would I take him in the draft? We'll get to that in a second. But there there are some big positives with him. You're the scoring. The fact that he is a scorer and he did the scoring for Georgia that he needed to do is positive. The rebounding, the defensive stuff was okay. The three-point volume, really strong. He's super young. Big positive. But the shots didn't go in. He didn't create for others. His advanced numbers, his box score plus minus, his defensive box score, his defensive rating, all that sort of stuff wasn't great. His win shares, they weren't great. He didn't contribute to winning. His true shooting was bad, 52%. There are negatives there. But I can see the development with him. I don't think he's ever going to be a 59, 60% true shooting guy. I think he can be a strong defender who's an average passer, who can be an okay scorer, who best best case probably is second best scorer on a team, most likely case fourth best, third best offensive option, who doesn't let himself down completely in other areas. And that's not a bad thing. Again, we're talking about, we've got to grade this draft. We've got to look at it and go, man, if I'm taking this guy at three, that's a shit return. I could have got Doncic or Young or Jackson at three. Right, but that's not what this draft is. So it's like taking a a, a player at eight or nine in a normal draft, or seven at a normal draft, and taking him at two or three here. We have to understand that that not every number one pick, not every number two pick, not every number three pick has the same level of value, and that's where we're at. I think with Anthony Edwards. I'm going to tell you guys, though, about something that I definitely have up the top of my draft board for apps, and that is Blinkist. It's one of the most useful apps you can find on your phone, on your tablet, on your desktop. 
Blinkist is unique. It gives you all the information you need from a ton of non-fiction books and condenses it down into 15 minutes, 15 minutes of written material, 15 minutes of audio material, whichever one you prefer, however you prefer to consume it. All of those books, there's a lot of fluff. They repeat the same thing over and over again. So Blinkist does that hard work for you, cuts away the fluff and gives you the key need to know points out of a ton of non-fiction books. There are 12 million people using Blinkist right now with a massive and growing library. Self-help, business, health, history. Blinkist has the latest titles from bestsellers as well as classic non-fiction titles that you're always meant to read and never had time to. So you can cram all of this stuff right into your brain as we're sitting at home trying to make, make moves to make ourselves better and to learn a lot more. With Blinkist, you can find Becoming by Michelle Obama. You can get The Virgin Way, Everything I Know About Leadership by Richard Branson. You can get The Secrets of Power Negotiating by Roger Dawson. All of that is available on Blinkist. And with Blinkist, you get unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library of condensed non-fiction books. All the books you want, all for one low price. And right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com slash MBA, try for free for seven days and save 25% off your new subscription. That's Blinkist, spelled B-L-I-N-K. Blinkist.com Blinkist.com slash NBA to start your free seven-day trial. You'll also save 25% off, but only when you sign up at Blinkist.com slash NBA. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so let's go back and have a look at more about Anthony Edwards. I referenced Jacob Goldstein's draft model. He comes in fourth in this class behind Mallow, uh, Halliburton, and uh, Okongwu, who I think I'm going to do Okongwu next week, or it might be him or Wiseman. I'm not sure yet. So he comes in. He comes in fourth, which is, you know, I think he to me is clearly the number one shooting guard, assuming you're counting Halliburton as a point guard, um, ahead of someone like an RJ Hampton, uh, ahead of uh, Devin Vassell's an interesting one. I really like Vassell. Can't wait to get into looking at him. I think he is the number one shooting guard there, and he's almost the exact definition of a shooting guard. He's too small to be a small forward. He doesn't pass well enough to be a point guard. He's not really a combo guard. He is a a shooting guard, and that pigeonholes him a little bit. Now, defensively, I think he can guard ones and twos. Not sure about threes. He's got the strength. Does he have the length? That's somewhat of a concern with him there. Although he does have a 6'9 wingspan, so it's a plus four wingspan. That's a positive. Maybe in a push, he can guard up to guard the three. I think there's some possibility of him doing that there. He's pretty quick. He's explosive. I think there is some defensive ability there. But again, there's just so many unknowns. Now, it's not the same... If I'm comparing him, say, to another shooting guard from last year, Jarrett Culver, I think he's better. Culver had a lot of red flags with the shooting numbers to me, the extra year of age. Um, I think Edwards has got that scoring ability way over Culver. So I think I'd have him higher than him, especially from a fantasy point of view. I'd have him higher. Would I have him higher than RJ Barrett? That's a tough one. Maybe. Wasn't particularly impressed with Barrett this season, but I think we're going to have almost an equally disappointing rookie season from Edwards. And that's going to create some issues with him. I don't know where I'm drafting these guys in a fantasy dynasty rookie draft at this point. I probably have Mallow at one, Hayes at two. I think Edwards is probably four or five. 
But I think it's going to be rough for the first two to three years for him. At least the first two years. I think it's going to be pretty rough. But I do believe in him to at least develop into a solid scorer. Not a shooter, a solid scorer. And if that volume of three-pointers can go to 36% on six attempts, then that becomes a very good shooting guard. Along with all the other tricks he's got. Now, can the explosiveness translate? That's a big question mark we have as well. We don't know that. Because he overpowered so many of these kids in college that does that work in the NBA. They throw Kawhi on him. Does he get past him? They throw the Jedi, OG Ananobi. But what about Scarf? OG. Stop OG. Uh, you better stop OG. Can he do anything in that scenario? Probably not at this point. But I think he's got some moves that he can work on. He's got that explosion. He's got nice feet. He's got the step back that he's working on. And that's going to take some time to develop. So I'm not completely out of him. So I look at that you know, translated rookie rank and go, 260th, it's pretty bloody rough. Right? But I think there is more. I think it will be rough initially. I think that that can really ramp up though. And I think he can turn into maybe a 45%, 46% shooter overall. Way better than his college numbers. So I do have faith in him. And when I started this process with Edwards, with as or as uh, the nickname that Kyle McEwen gave me for him, Goose, which I love, when I started looking into Goose, well, no, actually, before I started looking into him, I go, okay, Edwards is going to be the guy this week. I went, I'm not going to like this bloke. I'm just not going to like him. He's a bloke that scores and doesn't do anything else. But I found myself liking him more than I expected. And I look at those things, and, I, and so it's... Yeah, and that's encouraging for me because it's not bias coming in going, I don't like this guy, therefore I'm going to find all the negatives. I don't like this guy. And I looked at him and went, actually, maybe, maybe I can see, maybe I can see the three-pointer start to go in. I like that he took a lot of them. The free throws are fine. The, the form looks good. I like the defensive stuff. I think it's there. I think there's still probably a low probability he ever gets to being an all-star level player. But I think there's way more there than we saw from him as a freshman. Seems like a good bloke as well, which always is a good thing. So I think there's some uh, some ability there with him. Now, just before we go, looking at the teams, given the sort of player he is, um, I don't think there's any team that should be going no. Golden State has Clay Thompson, of course. He's coming off an ACL. What the hell is the harm of getting a guy like Edwards and running him for two, three years? Maybe he's a trade asset down the, the, the track. Cleveland has Colin Sexton. That's the question. Is Colin Sexton a better shooting guard? Because he's not a point guard. Is he a better shooting guard than Anthony Edwards is going to be? That's, I think that's an one's up for debate. At least I know that one of them is a good defender. Or, sorry, I don't know that because I haven't seen Edwards in the NBA. I think one of them is going to be a good defender. So I wouldn't mind grabbing Edwards there. Minnesota, Malik Beasley, played really well. Definitely a shooter. Would that preclude me from drafting Edwards? No. Atlanta, Kevin Herter. You know I love Fanta Pants. Absolutely, I'd bring Edwards there. Detroit, Luke Kennard's good. He can play alongside him. New York, they need everything. I think Barrett's a three more than a two. Edwards and Barrett. Now, that could be a rough combination if neither of them can shoot threes, and that would not work. But I do believe that Edwards can be a shooter. Chicago, Zach Levine. Does Levine ever contribute to winning? Does Edwards, is Edwards ever going to contribute to winning? They're big questions. Can they play together? Yeah, maybe. I don't think Edwards necessarily needs to have that high of a usage to be to be an effective player. Not sure I can say the same about Levine, though. Charlotte, Terry Rozier. Cool, no worries. Washington, Bradley Beal. Beal claims he wants to be there long term. I'm not sure how a Beal, Wall, Edwards group works. That's probably not the best fit. Phoenix, Devin Booker. Booker and Edwards together would work to me. 
Booker can handle point. You can run those guys together. Booker's not a full-time point guard, but that would, that would work to me. And again, I, I can see a scenario where Edwards' role is as a bench scorer, and I think that would make sense. And then at number 11, San Antonio, yeah, Bryn Forbes is your shooting guard. You've got Derek White. You've got uh, DeJounte Murray still working out how the hell that's all going to work. I could see Edwards there. But realistically, yeah, out of these scenarios, there's not one where I go with what he does. You can always have another scoring guard player who can guard yeah, a couple of positions whether that is as a bench guy or not. Again, we're drafting in the top three here. This is not a guaranteed superstar. It might even be not even be a guaranteed starter. And we've got to recalibrate our thoughts on the draft. So that's sort of where I'm sitting with Anthony Edwards as we move forward. Let me know. What do you think about Anthony Edwards? Do you like him? Would you pick him one? Where would you pick him? Drop it in the comments or tweet it at me. And don't forget, subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on YouTube. Give me a thumbs up. Leave that comment down below and check out our sponsors, Built Bar and Blinkist. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya. Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.